back, ladies and gentlemen, to the Peak Endurance Podcast with your host, Isabel Ross. As a personal trainer, accredited endurance coach, and now podcast host, Isabel is bringing you the best advice, tips, and tricks for your health and athletics. Having had raced all over the world, including participating in the notorious Barkley Marathons, she's now brought all of her knowledge and brought it back to you so you can now be an expert. So sit back, relax, and the knowledge you'll receive will have you off to the races. Hello, welcome back to the podcast. Episode 163 is an interview with Marika Walsh. Marika has uh, recently run and won the Unreasonable East 100 miler, which was her first 100 miler. Um, this is that same course that Tom Day did. Well, Tom did the 200, uh, Marika did the 100, and it once again goes over the best parts of the Blue Mountains. And it had around 4,649 metres of climbing in it, which is a good challenge. Marika managed it in under 24 hours, 23 hours and 51 minutes for an amazing finish, well ahead of second. Marika joins Ron and I on the podcast and to share about her unusual training and how she got this race done. Now, a little update on my world. Ron and I ran the Ultra Trail Australia 55k, well it was 50k but you know what, they always like to give a little bit extra, on Saturday just gone and it was so much fun. It was such a great course. I personally loved running in the Adelaide Hills. It was the first time for Ron and he loves it too now. And also the race just had such a brilliant atmosphere. Now, as you may know, or you may not, I've been quite sick in the last few weeks, so I haven't trained as I would have liked, but Ron and I were planning on running it as a training run anyway, for fun as and as part of my build up, building up my long runs. We just love running together and having fun exploring new trails. So it was a surprise that I managed fifth female. A testament, I believe, to a, a really good base and good training, good solid training. I'm a bit tired now, to be honest, as it was a big weekend away and I'm still sort of recovering anyway, but I do recommend that you do some races just for fun. It shouldn't all be too serious. Racing is, you know, a celebration of our sport, so get out there and enjoy it as well. Now, I don't know about you, but I love watching YouTube adventure videos and all those sorts of things, and if you haven't seen it yet, I urge you to check out the Inca Avalanche mountain bike point of view video by Killian Braun. It is awesome. Even if you're not into mountain biking, and I am because I come from a mountain biking background, but even if you're not, I am sure you will love this video. This sort of, he shoots two versions of it within the same video. Watch it, watch both, it's awesome. Another thing I'm loving at the moment is Peak Chocolate. My friend and client, Zoe, shout out to Zoe, sent me a link to them um, when she saw them on Facebook because our names are pretty much the same. And I went all up chocolate, I love chocolate, of course. And I went on their website and saw that it is chocolate, but it's high quality, nutritionally rich, sugar-free dark chocolate, which is great for me because I'm sugar intolerant and I personally prefer dark chocolate. But it also has added benefits. They, they have different versions of the chocolate bar. The rest bar has added magnesium, which personally is great for me because I get restless legs at night. And I always like to have a bit of chocolate with my hot chocolate at night. And this way it doesn't, you know, sort of raise you up with sugar and that sort of thing. And magnesium helps you sleep. Also, when Ron and I swept the Surf Coast Trail Marathon, it was a long day out there, believe me, and we needed some energy. So I brought along the energy chocolate bar with um, added caffeine, guarana, taurine, Himalayan salt and protein. And it went down so well and was a great pick me up. Anyway, I love it so much. I've organized a discount code for you all. If you go to their website, Peak Chocolate, 
www.isabelrossmakeup.com and I'll put the link in the show notes and you use the discount code Isabel Ross, remember Isabel with a no and no spaces and all caps at the checkout, you will get 15% off. I'll put the code in the show notes too. How cool is that though? I recommend that you get the bundle to start off so you can give all the varieties a try. That's what I did and I'm loving them. Now, if you are looking to run further or faster than you ever have before, you need to have structured, individualized coaching to help you get there. If you want to achieve the best you are capable of, email me, isabel at peakendurancecoaching.com.au or just go to my website to check out all my stuff to get a program started. Also, check out my website to find out about my next Poles Skill Training Clinic, which is on Saturday the 30th of July in the Dandenong Ranges at 2pm till 3.30pm. Get in quick to secure your spot. And of course, enjoy this interview with Marika. Ron and I really loved chatting with her. So you like running, but you're feeling pain or irritation. You can't enjoy it like you once did. Or worse, your performance has taken a big hit. Now you're reminiscing on the good times where the wind blew past your ears. Nature looked lovely as you passed it. What are you waiting for? Go and visit the specialist at Health and High Performance. With the latest in technology and a wealth of experience, the team at Health and High Performance can help you with all your running injury and performance needs. Let's get you back to doing something you love with the results you're capable of. Head over to healthhp.com.au slash run, or you can find them on Instagram at Health High Performance. Health and High Performance are located in Mount Albert, Melbourne, but are available for telehealth appointments, not only Australia-wide, but also around the world. So contact them now on their website to find out more. Hi, Marika, and welcome to the podcast. Hello, how are you? I'm good. I'm good. Thank you so much for joining us tonight. And and when I say us, I've got Ron here with me as well. He's going to help me um, uh, talk about your awesome um, event recently. So I just wanted to say congratulations on your Unreasonable East 100 mile finish, which was in 23 hours and 51 minutes. So well done. Thank you so much. How's the recovery going? Uh, slowly, actually. So, um, yeah, that was my first one. And it's, yeah, it's been a few days now and still hobbling around and um, getting there. Yeah. But what, I expected that. So that's okay. What day did you finish? Just because um, it's Thursday. Uh, Saturday night. Saturday night. Okay. So, yeah, you've probably still, yeah. still got DOMS and still. Yeah. Yeah. I'm okay on the flat, but if I see stairs, I just want to cry. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I had a friend who used to walk down them backwards after milers. So there you go. Oh, that's, that's great. <laughs> yeah. It's not a recipe for disaster at all. <laughs> so um, you say it was your first 100 miler. What's the longest distance you've done before? Um, I did UTA 100 in May last year. Um, yep. So that's my longest before that. Yeah. And you, you got it in just under 24 hours. Was that... Uh... Was that something you were aiming for that or just happened to work out? Um, I, uh, that's hard to say. When I first entered, definitely not. When I first entered, I really just wanted to see if I could make it to the finish. But as the training went along and I felt like I was going well with my training, 
Um, I did just quietly at the start hope to come in under 24 and we were running really, really well for the first half. I was happy with that um, and sort of kept sneaking a look at my watch. And I was like, I can make this, I can make this. So um, yeah, I was definitely happy with that. When you say you're training, were you following a training program or were you just kind of doing it making it up as no, you know I was, I was very much just winging it oh. <laughs> I um I probably should have followed one but just found with family life um it's just really hard to sort of fit it in and I just sort of went out whenever I had the opportunity and yeah. I think yeah. if I'd had a, a designated training day um like schedule I would have felt guilty if I couldn't make it and so I just went whenever I could what was your sort of average kilometers in your in your training <clears throat> Like average weekly. Um, yep, yep. From from around April, like was trying to usually get around a hundred. Yeah. Um, yeah, sort of around that would be about average, a bit over sometimes. Yeah. 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 And um when you were doing the race it, within yourself, what did you feel was the biggest difference between hundred Ks and hundred miles? Ooh, food was a tough one. Mm. Um, I found when I started, I could eat solids and that was okay. Um, but then as it got on uh, towards the back half, definitely, my stomach was just not having a bar of it. I couldn't, and even like, I couldn't even chew. Like I really, yeah. really struggled with anything that was solid. Yeah. Um, and that all sort of happens from about 90 Ks on. Um, yeah. So yeah, definitely trying to take in any calories was much more challenging this time around and you need it so much more. Yes. Yeah. Um, so yeah. Yeah, and yeah, muscles just really falling apart. <laughs> so what was your longest run leading into this? Uh, 55, I think it was. Yep. I didn't do too many big ones. I was just sort of worried about how I'd pull up the next day and if it would affect then my weekly volume. So, I'm a big yeah. believer in not doing huge mileage long runs. I mean, you can never emulate a 100-miler in training. So it's more the no, accumulation no. of training. And, yes, you'll just ruin yeah. yourself. If you bust out an 80K training run, you're gonna, you won't be able to train for the rest of the week. Yeah. And the thing is, I think even if I was doing 80, I still probably could have eaten pretty well on that and it still wouldn't have been able to, like you said, it wouldn't have been able to emulate that last sort of 80Ks. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, 55. I think I did two or three of them. Yeah. Um, but that was, that was my most... Yeah, no, I think I think that's a smart move. So that's mm. that's good. And and when you went into the race, I know you were sort of thinking of maybe under twenty four hours, but was the intention also to win? No, no, definitely not. <laughs> <laughs> um, when we left Woodford, which was about thirty k's in, um, there were a couple of people out on the street cheering, and they said I was a second female, and I could see the first, like the leading lady in front of me, and I was just like, oh gosh, she's right there. And I was really tempted to go with her as she sort of disappeared further and further into the night. But I was running with a couple of guys I knew from our local club, the Seacliff Coasters, and I really wanted to stay with them. Um, so we ran the whole night together and I let her get away. I think at one point she got maybe even up to about an hour lead on me. Yeah. Um, yep. But then slowly sort of reeled her in in the second half. Yeah. And I mean, I think that's probably a better pacing strategy anyway. <clears throat> yeah. Yeah. She was moving quickly up the hills. <laughs> <laughs> At the start. Yeah, but you, you you beat her, so that's that's the main <laughs> thing, isn't it? That's what's what yeah. and that's that's you know what running your own race is all about. You know, yeah, if you had yeah. tried to chase her down and 
you know, from the start, you, from the yeah, start yeah. You, I guess you could have just blown your own legs up and then not, but either not being able to finish or not have the finish yeah. in your legs. And I think just mentally too, I was in such a better headspace running with those two guys. Like yeah. we just, we ran all the way into Wentworth Falls together and just having them the whole way through the night was just amazing. It's better than and, the and, music that I put together. <laughs> yeah. And, and I think that's, what's great about ultra running as well is, is, the not just the runs themselves but every time I interview people they, they always make a comment on on the community and and how supportive oh absolutely I wouldn't have got there without the community that I, we have down here yeah far away like I just I cannot thank them enough like do you live in the area them. that the race is I know I'm from Wollongong so oh okay so you, I, I wasn't sure if you got to train on the course and that sort of stuff I did drive up a few times um, yeah. it was hard because um with all of the flooding the trails were closed for ages um, so I think my first run up there was about May. Um, and I think I got up there maybe three times before the event. So mm. that was good. Did you sleep at all? No. No, not even a dirt nap or anything? No, no, no. I think if I stopped, I wouldn't have been able to get back up. <laughs> <laughs> you spoke briefly about your nutrition. What sort of things were you taking in? And, and did you plan for certain things that didn't happen or you know talk us through what sort of things your nutrition plan laid out yeah so I had a feeling that it would end up being that I would start with solids at the beginning and that I would struggle and have to move on to gels like I sort of knew that um so I started the race with um I made these little risotto balls so I just had like Mm -hmm. rice and sweet potato and um, even just made some pikelets, just little things like that with bananas and protein in them. And um, <laughs> yeah, that my husband forgot to bring. To the <laughs> oh, that's um, So that became your, your no, recovery food instead. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, so just tried to eat all that food and um, chips were really easy to eat because they just sort of, in your, they're just really easy to chew on. Um, so I had a lot of that sort of stuff. And then just obviously your... Um, in my water, I had uh, electrolyte with the calories in that as well. Um, but then, yeah, every aid station that I went to after that, it just became slightly more difficult to chew. And I had a bar, and I think I chewed on a bar for about 45 minutes. I'm like, I'm really <laughs> struggling here. Yeah. I knew I had to get it in, but, yeah, it just was really, really difficult. And then from about, I think, Katoomba onwards, um, I sort of just moved towards, like I had a couple of Red Bulls and some ginger beer drinks um yeah a lot of just gels I had those spring gels which were pretty oh, good That's they're brilliant aren't they? yeah yeah much easier to tolerate you know yeah. get that sweetness and the flavor fatigue that you do from the other ones so they were really good and they've got like heaps of calories in them if you choose the right ones so. yeah yeah the one the ones that I were using there was about 180 calories in each gel yeah um so I could only sort of have half at a time but even then you knew you were getting in a lot more than normal so yeah yeah, that's right. Yeah, sort of stuck to the liquid sort of stuff for the back half. Did you have a crew? Yeah, they were amazing. I had lots of them. <laughs> so who was crewing you? Um, my husband crewed me, um, one of my mates, Russ, and then another guy, Ashley, who also did one of the um, legs with me. Nice. And then I had, yeah, I had four paces, um, one from Wentworth Falls to Katoomba, one from Katoomba back to Wentworth Falls um then from Wentworth Falls to Woodford and then a good friend of mine um took me all the way home so that was I I I couldn't have done it without them they were all really really good at lifting my spirits because I was very broken by the end 
making sure I was still drinking because I'd zoned out to all of that as well. I, I find that sometimes more. the most important role of the pacer is to remind you to eat and drink. They were fabulous at it. I had completely, like I was just going through the motion of just one foot in front of the other and they were just constantly like, I would say almost borderline harassing me in a good way. <laughs> <laughs> um, just reminding me, like, keep taking it in, keep taking it in. I'm like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So it was really good to have them there. Oh, nice. And um, so having done now a hundred miler and and obviously a hundred K, which is your favorite? Which do you prefer? Oh, I think the hundred K, although I don't know, maybe ask me again later. <laughs> <laughs> um, I did swear quite a few times towards the end that I would never do a hundred miles again. Um, but, but I, I say that at the end of every race. So, you know. <laughs> oh, I, I mean, I said that after UTA as well, that I would never yeah. do 100 and then I'm just going to stick to the marathon distance. And then the next thing I do is sign up for a mile <laughs> so. Exactly, yeah. <laughs> yeah. How did you do at UTA, just out of interest? Like as far as not positioning the race, but how you felt within your race at UTA? Um, yeah, and, did, yeah. and did that in, encourage you to move on to a 100 miler or was it something else completely? That's a good question. Yeah, I did. I did do well. I started out pretty conservative because I was really terrified of that distance. Um, and was I that your thought, first hundred as well? Yeah. Yeah, yeah okay. that was my first hundred. Um, yeah, I had done one fifty before that, mm -hmm. so I sort of just started stepping up a bit quickly. Um, <laughs> but yeah, started out pretty conservatively, um, and I found like even though I was really, really sore and breaking, I still feel like I really had energy at the end. Mm -hmm. What time um, did you do it in? Uh, just snuck in under 13. Nice. So, yeah, the, those last five kilometres, I was, I was watch-watching again. <laughs> but, <laughs> oh, then it had gone flat as well. I just got ah. into battery save and um, I asked somebody who was just ahead of me at the bottom of further stairs, I'm like, what's the time? <laughs> and he said it was, I think it was like 12.45. Like, I've got 15 minutes to get up the top of this hill. <laughs> <laughs> that's, a, that's a good, um, you know, impetus to get you up the hill though. Yeah, yeah. But um, yeah, no, I, I said I wouldn't do it again. But then after you recover from it, it's kind of cool to sort of see just how far you can actually go. Yeah. So, so 200 miler next? Oh, gosh, no. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, sure. Sure, sure. <laughs> I bet you sign up for that next. <laughs> And so, um, what, um, how, what, what, talk, talk the listeners through what sort of things you use, like what sort of shoes, did you use poles, that sort of stuff? Uh, yeah, I did use poles, actually. I haven't used them a lot before. Um, I packed them in my bag at the second checkpoint at 33Ks. Because the start of the race is, like, it's really gradual climb. There's nothing really super steep in that first section. So I don't think I'd really need them. Um, but then got them out at 30 and then really used them for almost the rest of the entire race. Um, I think they really helped a lot, just sort of taking the pressure off the quads a bit yeah. and became very reliant on them at the end when <laughs> I was struggling to get down the stairs. Um, but, yeah, I, I think I really enjoyed having them. I would use them again for sure. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I used um, the speed goats and um, I had in gingy socks on and my feet have pulled up surprisingly well. Okay. So that's. Was it very wet out there? Not at all. Ah, Not at all. We've okay. been really lucky because it had rained a lot in the lead up to it. Yeah. Um, but yeah. The, the creeks that you had to get over, the stepping stones had been exposed and you could actually use them and keep your feet dry. 
So I think mm. that helped a lot. Yeah. Um, yeah, so feet were pretty well intact at the end. <laughs> well, that's always a, um, a, a good sign, not only just of um, having looked after your feet well, but also of good training and that sort of stuff um, that okay. you've kind of hardened your feet through the training. Yeah, yeah. So what, now that you've done all these different um, distances, what would you think would be your favourite distance to do? I still think I like the 100 kilometres. Mm -hmm. um, I think less than that, it's, it's just really fast. You really hurt yeah. a lot, I think, when you do the marathon or the 50. Like, you think it's a long way. And I mean, for my first one, definitely it wasn't. Um, but as you start doing more and more of them, you realise that you can actually hold a really decent pace for quite yes. a long time and it hurts. <laughs> yes. <I know>. Um, <laughs> yeah. Where for this one, it was really, really comfortable running the whole way. Um, but gosh, it was a long way. I think I was actually more nervous about staying up through the whole night than the distance mm. itself initially. Um, and I noticed that, you know, by 10, 11 o'clock, we we're all, or the three of us, sort of more complaining about being sleepy tired rather than sort of legs fatigue tired mm -hmm. um so I think I was really lucky that my first one was running with three like with the two other guys um to help get me through but yeah I definitely enjoyed the relaxed pace and I have to say the training was more enjoyable as well because most of my runs were pretty cruisy pace yeah. um where when you're I, doing I say that for 100k realistically it's basically marathon training with some longer long runs yeah yeah but yeah when you start doing those shorter ones like for marathons or 50s you really have to bring in the intensity and yeah I don't know I kind of like just plodding along <laughs> and um <clears throat> oh I forgot what I was going to say <laughs> I hate that when I get a mental blank I had a question <laughs> about what you were saying did you have something there um, Ron while I while you're the... uh, do you have any other events in mind that you've either signed up for or that you would like to sign up for? Um, oh, there's always events I want to do, definitely. Um, it's just a matter of how long I think I need to just, I think, mentally recover more than physically recover. But human hovel, maybe not the, I probably would just drop back to the 50 for that one um, just for a little while before. I don't think I can continue doing long ones every few months. I think I need yeah. a bigger break between that it's just with family life as well it's just really challenging um but definitely there are a lot down in bright I think any race down there I'd love to do um and as my kids get a bit older I think yeah yeah and tell as my us, kids get a bit older I think it'd be cool to go overseas and do a few over there tell us about your family you know who the age of your kids um I've got two they're three and five mm. um so yeah it makes training a bit hard it's um, trying to navigate around that was a big challenge coming into this. Mm. Um, I found myself often running at night, sort of at this time of night while I were in bed. Um, Which is actually probably good training for, you know, going through the night. It was actually, I had I'd never run at night before this year. I'd always yeah. run in the mornings. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, so I was doing a lot of night runs during the week, yeah. which you're right, was good because um, it's very different. It very, is. Very, very different. Um even just with like what to eat beforehand because yes. normally I would eat early and then you eat dinner and you head out and you're like, this isn't good. <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, that was actually really good training for it. But yeah, definitely a challenge with things like recovery and on the weekends when you come home, recovery is non-existent because no. yeah. you walk in the door and your mum again. Mm. Yeah, so. yeah, that's right. I think um, 
all mums will will definitely understand that. And I know I certainly had to navigate all that. But um, you know, eventually you do get your time back, but then you kind of miss that. So <laughs> yeah, <laughs> everyone said that to me. They're like, don't wish it away. Because yes, don't, don't. It's hard. <laughs> it really is hard. I agree, but um, yeah. It's it's amazing time, so which yeah, I'm sure you're definitely. aware of. Um, but you work as yeah. well, don't you? Yeah, yeah. I'm just part time, uh-huh. um, but yeah, just managing it all. It's yeah, definitely tricky. Have you but been back? If you to want work to do it bad week? enough, you make pardon. Sorry? Have you been back to work this week, or are you having this? Oh week yeah, now? yeah, yeah. No, I had I had Monday off, but I had to go back. I had a lot to do. So yeah. um, you don't yeah, you don't yeah. work on the second level or anything, do you? Oh, thankfully we have working lifts, but they're notorious oh. for breaking. Oh. <laughs> I think if the lifts hadn't worked, I would have turned around and you're like, what sort of um going just going back to your training, what sort of training do you do as far as road versus trail? Um, not knowing the Wollongong area very well, is there a an extensive trail system there? Yeah, so that's a really good question, actually. I found this event probably the hardest I've ever had to train for purely because of all the rain that we've had. Um, So ordinarily, I would run roads during the week and then trails on the weekends. Um, But all the trails have just been shut because of um, all the rain. So I've spent a lot of time on road this season, which hasn't been ideal. But we do have some pretty decent hills. Okay. Um, Okay. So, yeah. I mean, towards the end, there are a few that reopened, but um, yeah, it's, it's definitely been a challenge in that respect. Hmm. So, but yeah, the escarpment down here is really beautiful for trail running. We've got Mount Kembler and Mount Kira. So the options are there. They just haven't been for the last few months. Hmm. Yeah. So you said you're going to do human hobble 50K and, and I assume that you will at some point do another miler. Do you know which one you'd like to do? <laughs> and oh will gosh. you go into a planning to win <laughs> <laughs> i don't think i guess yes. <laughs> 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 um i don't think i can ever go into anything planning to win um yeah i don't know gosh that's a hard one there there are a lot of races i would really really like to do i mean western states was just on as well this weekend and i was sort of watching snippets of that and thought oh gosh that would be fun (laughs) (laughs) um yeah but i mean there's not too many here um it would be pretty cool i think to go and find one in new zealand when the kids are a bit older um but i think definitely for something that you can't have access to um i don't I don't know that you could plan to sort of podium. I think it would just be more about the adventure. Yeah. 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 I mean, I and I think going into races with that adventure mindset is is much nicer anyway and less stressful. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Now, um, I spoke with Tom Dade the other day and he was talking about what his average heart rate was. Did you wear your watch with heart rate monitor on it? <clears throat> yeah, I did actually. And I don't normally look, but um, I did have a look and um, it said 129. Oh, wow. So nice and light too. Yeah, yeah. That's awesome. So, um, yeah. yeah. happy with that actually. Yeah, that's really good. And and it's interesting, isn't it? Because it's like you say, um, it's a whole different level to the 50K, um, which is a lot more intense pain. But the pain, you still get pain with the myeloma. It's just a drawn out extended yeah, pain. Yeah. I, don't, I don't feel any really pain. Like for the first 80 kilometres, I was really comfortable. Yeah. Yeah. Um, 
but yeah, yeah definitely the pain like every every time that your foot landed on the trail yes after yes. about 110 k's it would just shoot a pain all the way up your body and yeah. everything yeah. would hurt yeah and and just the, and then you have to sustain that for a really long time yeah yeah and and um when when we spoke about the recovery like how long after the race did it take for your digestive system to get back to normal oh Oh, I, I was crippled with headaches and nausea. Like I had really hard time to, um, like I, I really struggled to eat. And I think yeah. today, or yeah. maybe yesterday was really the first hour I've been able to eat properly. Yeah. So I think there's been a knock-on effect there as well. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And um, that was the question that I was going to ask earlier. When you got sleepy then, what did you do for, for the sleepiness? I had a Red Bull. <laughs> 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 I had a 500ml can at one of the checkpoints where I um, I think we hit that maybe around midnight. So I had a bit of a drink of it there and then I actually poured it into one of my soft flasks. Oh, God. And just sits on it over there. Oh, <laughs> yeah, sorry. it made all my drinks really tasty after that. Oh. <laughs> That's going to have to be your Red Bull soft flask from now on, I think. <laughs> yeah, I'll label it. <laughs> um, but, yeah, I just sits on that for probably the next hour or so. And then once I was, once I'd had that, I thought, oh, I'm probably going to have to have a couple more now. Otherwise I'll have a dip. Mm. Um, yeah. yeah. It's like once yeah, you start just, on the cafe and you do have to keep it up basically. Yeah. Yeah. So I tried to hold out and I was like, no, when I get, when I get to here, I'm going to have a little bit. And then I had a couple of the smaller cans. I think I had maybe two or three smaller cans um, in the later half of the race, but none of my gels had caffeine in them. So that was all I had. Ah, okay. Yeah. So, and what did your kids say? Were they there at the end of the race and, and that sort of thing? And no, uh, they came out to one of the checkpoints and um, they really weren't interested. <laughs> no, they never are. My no, kids they... just used to eat all my food, so I don't know what yeah. their kids did. Well, my son said to me at Katamber, is like, are we finished now? Can we go home? <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, I have to go all the way back to the start. <laughs> oh, no. Was it hard once you saw them at an aid station to leave them again? Um, not Where this was like, time. This is great. <laughs> no, 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 this time around was actually okay because I, um, my friend who came out to crew us, his daughter, oh, bless her, she looked after them for the entire day. Awesome. Um, and they they just love hanging out with her. So they were happy. They were in a really good mood. Mm-hmm. Um, where I've had them at other races before where they've come out to see me um, and they've sort of grabbed a hold of my leg and cried and not want me, like they don't want me to yeah. leave. And that's really, really hard, especially if I'm already in a bad place. Yes. I come down to see them and they don't want me to leave. Then I leave a broken person and I'm yeah. walking off crying. But um, no, this time around, they were fine. They were happy enough because they were otherwise occupied. Mm-hmm. And do they understand that you've won the race? My five-year-old does, um, but my three-year-old doesn't. No. He doesn't really. He, he's just, I got a little wombat for winning. And he's claimed that as his own. He's taken it to bed tonight. <laughs> so. oh, that's, awesome. <laughs> that's awesome. He's happy about that. <laughs> I think it um it is it is it can be a good or a bad thing having your kids there. I, I know from my own experience because sometimes the kids would whinge and complain, but other times it's just nice. And and I don't know about you, but um when you get into a dark spot, and I used to be running along, and I would just be grateful for my family and think about my kids and that would sometimes get me through those difficult places do you ever find that sort of thing helps oh yeah absolutely yeah um I mean I think it definitely can help if they're if they're in a good mood to see them 
Um, but yeah, um, the last race that I went to when I did Buffalo Stampede, um, the marathon down in Bright, um, and I found it really hard then because my youngest was just really confused about what was going on. Yeah. Um, and so yeah. since then, my husband actually brought him out to some of my training runs and um, <laughs> he stuck his head out the window as I was running up and down Mount Kira and I started <laughs> cheering to sort of practice for the day. <laughs> Um, <laughs> that's a good idea yeah. yeah yeah and what do you think about when when things start to get tough oh that's something I actually really need to work on my headspace isn't the best I probably like I I did get quite negative actually while I was out there and I think really having my paces there helped to bring me out of that so what were you negative about? Were you negative about it's too hard, I don't want to do this, this is horrible kind of thing? Or um, The first part sort of started around the stairs. I was sort of just I was struggling through there because all of the stairs had been closed around here because of the floods. Mm. Um, and so I was just like, I've not done any stair training. This is really hurting my knees. I can't do this. Um, and they really snapped me out of that. They're like, no, you're doing great. Like you're making up heaps of ground. You're doing really, really well. Um, and then just after that, just started hurting. And so I was just like, I can't do it anymore. This is hurting too much. I'm not going to be able to finish. Um, but then when you see, so I caught the leading lady at Woodford, which she was at the checkpoint there, which is 33 Ks to the end. And that was where I really was probably at like almost my lowest point. Um, I've dispersed into tears and I didn't mm. think that I'd be able to finish. And then I saw her and I was like, oh, she's more broken than me. <laughs> <laughs> can do this I can do this okay. and that it's it's a little bit morbid to sort of think like that but um, no no that's so that's down fun. really lifted me yeah um, and 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 can I ask how much did you end up how, how long did you end up beating her by I think just over an hour so, wow that's awesome yeah and I think it really was her, the biggest gap she had on me was close to that so yeah yeah so it sounds, really sounds like you paced, you paced your race really well. Yeah, perfectly. Yeah. Yeah, I was really happy. Like the last 10 kilometres, the wheels really, really fell off. Like coming through the last uh, single trail there, um, it was quite technical and like down the stairs and over the rocks and, yeah, yeah my legs yeah. just weren't having a bar of it. And I try, like every now and then I try to run. I'm like, I just can't. Yeah. I'm like, I don't need to. I was looking at my watch. I'm like, I, I knew I had the lead. I'm like, I've just got to get in under 24 hours. I'm like, I think I could still make it even if I hike. <laughs> so. so what percentage would you say you ran versus hiked? Oh, definitely most of it. Cool. Um, oh, I would say at least up to the 90-kilometre mark, I reckon probably 80% of it. There was a lot more walking in the second half. <laughs> yeah. Um, but, yeah, definitely, like, anything that was sort of flat or downhill or even just in the first half, anything that was a gradual climb, um, we ran all of that. Anything that was steep up, we definitely walked. Um, and then, yeah, in the second half, if it was a speed hump, I would walk over it. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, yeah, anything that was flat or gradual down, I was still running in the second half. Once it got steep down, I, I couldn't run anymore. Yeah. So. And that may be also a product of you not having been able to run on the trails that much and maybe as much downhills in that. <clears throat> yeah, yeah. It was definitely challenging without that. But, I mean, a lot of us were in the same boat, anyone who sort of lives on the East Coast. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Mm. Oh. All right. Well, um, I really appreciate you coming on the podcast to talk to us about um, your race. 
Um, can people follow you on social media or are you on any of that? <laughs> um, yeah, I'm on Instagram. I don't put heaps of running pictures up, but um, <laughs> maybe I should do. You're going to have to start um, now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's mostly just my kids. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's all right, you know. Um, but yeah, and you're on Strava too, so I guess people can have a look yeah. and look at the training that you do and that sort of stuff because that's that's always an interesting thing to look at that people what people are doing. Yeah, I, I quite enjoy follow. I actually get quite a lot of ideas of um, what other people have done on Strava. I find it really useful, actually. Yeah, yeah. And you don't find um, Strava difficult because of comparison and that? Oh, uh, I stopped looking in the last few months. Yeah, I, I put my runs up so that I could just keep. Keep- track of what I was doing um but yeah in the final months I just stopped looking what everyone else was doing so yeah, but yeah I was using it before that definitely as a tool for ideas um, yeah. but once I got into like um, race mode I was like no I just can't because I definitely definitely struggle with that <laughs> yes yeah and it is hard and especially if you know some of the people in, coming up in the race and that sort of stuff yeah, and they're like, oh, no, they went out and they did 60Ks and then they backed up and they did another 40. I didn't do that much. Maybe I should head out and do more. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, better to turn up fresh than tired. Yeah, yeah, definitely. All right, well, thank you for joining us. Enjoy the rest of your recovery and just eat all the food now because you can. Yes. And, um, <laughs> and we look forward to seeing how you go um, in, in races in the future and especially finding out what your first 200 miler will be. <laughs> Uh, good one thank you so much for having me on the show oh we know we know you'll be signing up by next week don't you worry (laughs) we'll see all right good luck with whatever you do thanks for that 